the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there a real God and where is he when I'm really suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every day on this program. In these challenging times, we believe that God's word is the source to all our answers. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us today. I want you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of James, James chapter 1. We want to look at four verses, verse 2, 3, 4, and 5. Four verses. And I think these four verses have the ability to transform your life. Joy in the trial. Joy in the trial. That thought alone is contrary to how most of us feel. And certainly the world has no concept of The book of James, James chapter 1, this book was written to people, believers, that were going through a very severe trial. It was written to Jewish believers who were hated and despised. The Gentiles hated them because they were Jewish. Jews hated them because they had become believers in Jesus Christ. And rather than consoling them, James challenges them to trust God even in the midst of their suffering. James explains that it's our response to the trials that actually prove the reality of our faith. The question you should have is not, how can I avoid trials? Your question should be, how can I change the way I respond when trials come my way? I want to share with you four different actions or responses to trials. Here's the first one. Write this down. Write down the word rejoice. Everybody say rejoice. Say rejoice. Rejoice. That should be your first response. I know that's contrary to how you feel, but your heart should be a joyful heart, a joyful heart. Uh, But verse 2 reads, consider it pure joy. Everybody say pure joy. Now that's that's like 100% joy. This is not fake joy. We're like, oh, you look happy, but on the inside you're miserable. It says, no, consider it pure, pure joy, brothers. He's talking about those of us that are saved. Whenever you face trials of many kind. I want you to circle the word whenever. You have that verse in your notes. Circle whenever. Notice it doesn't say if you go through a trial. It is saying when you go through a trial. You will face trials and you will face trials of many kinds, just so you know. I want you to circle another word. 
Circle the word consider. And, and right next to it, I want you to write down the word count. Count it all joy. Some translations of this verse read, count it all joy. Or consider. The word consider means count. This first word, consider or count, it's a financial or numerical word. And I'll, I'll give you a picture of what he's talking about. If you take a piece of paper, you don't have to do it now, uh, but, but put a line down the middle of the paper and you have two columns. And on that column, those two columns, the first column, you list all of your assets, all the good stuff in your life, all right? Whatever it is, list all your assets. And then you write down everything in your life that you think is wrong about your life. Write them all down. And if, if you're a Christian, if you're a, a believer in Jesus Christ, then you take the brightest color pen you can find, and over that list of liabilities, you get to write the word joy. Yes, that's what this verse says. It says to count. Look at all those liabilities and consider all of that pure joy as you go through these various trials in your life. You say, pastor, pastor, time out, time out, time out. How in the world can you tell me to do that? Well, there's only one way you can write joy over all your trials. And that is if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you come to realize that God is greater than any trial that you might be facing. God is greater than your fear. God is greater than cancer. God is greater than sickness. He's greater than divorce. He's greater than the wind and the rain. He's greater than your debt. He's greater than your sin. He's greater than your past mistakes. Nothing is too difficult for God. That's how you write joy over your trials. And then I want to suggest to you, write this down quickly, that rejoicing is not a feeling. It is a decision that you make. The Bible tells us over and over again to rejoice. I have a verse there for you. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 is the reference. It says, be joyful always. Philippians 4 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Anyone can rejoice when things are going good, but only a Christian can rejoice when things are bad. So the first word is rejoice. Here's now the second word. Second word is the word realize. You've got to realize some things. Inside your heart, you've got to start figuring this stuff out. Stop listening to the news and stop listening to social media and start looking at God's word. That's why I want you to read through God's word because it's going to give you a different perspective on, on what you're going through. God's word is, is your blueprint for how you should live your life. Verse 3 reads, because you know that the testing of your faith, that, that those many trials back in verse 2, you go through all that, uh, the only way you can have pure joy is because you know that there's this testing of your faith that's going on that's developing something in you called perseverance. And perseverance is producing something called character. And character is producing something called hope. Therefore, if all that is being produced, that's how we rejoice in our suffering. And again, uh, if we understand that, we wouldn't fear trials. We would actually welcome trials. And we'd say, it looks like God's up to doing something in my life again. And uh, I want you to look 
at, at Romans 8, 28, again, it's a different chapter. It says, and here's this phrase, and we know, oh, here it is again, we know what? This is a heart that understands. We know that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Somehow, through all this difficulty, God is working in our life, and you and I should know that. When those trials hit, that's a heart that understands. The problem is we all like shortcuts. That's the problem. And we've raised up a generation of young people who expect everything just to be free. And I want you to know that there are no shortcuts to character. There are no shortcuts to developing perseverance. There are no shortcuts to growing your faith. You've heard the phrase, the north wind is what made the Vikings. And those same north winds, trials, develop character in you and in me. Trials increase your faith. Now write this down quickly. The word perseverance, because we go through that trial, it develops this thing called perseverance. What is perseverance? Perseverance is a Greek word that means to stand your ground. When that storm comes, you don't get blown over here. You stand your ground. You hold fast. The absolute perfect picture of this is in a 1995 movie called Braveheart when William Wallace's Scottish forces are waiting for the English to attack. And when the English attack, Wallace has laid a trap. And so while the enemy is fast approaching, here are his soldiers. He begins to yell, hold, 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 hold. And that's exactly what this word means. The point of this text is to hold your ground even in a trial. God has a plan. It's a plan of victory. You need to trust in the commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all going to turn out good. Even if you can't see that, he is developing your faith. You remain steadfast. Here's the third word. Write this down. It's the word remain. Remain. Oh, and this is, this is where it kind of gets kind of deep here, so you've got to stay with me. What God is doing as you remain steadfast in the midst of a trial, He's trying to develop your heart. He wants you to be Christ-like in every area of your life. So that, look at verse 4, perseverance must finish its work, hold, hold, here's the trial, the storm, hold, you just hold your ground so that you can be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. And here's where we make a mistake. We look at that in a, in a worldly sense. We think he's talking in a worldly sense, but this is not a worldly thing. This is a spiritual thing that he's talking about. Spiritually, you will be mature spiritually you will be complete you will be like christ you will lack nothing you see god wants you to be christ-like in every area of your life he that's god's business god is in the business of shaping lives to be like his son jesus christ you are mistaken 
If you think God's goal for you is to be happy, that's not God's goal to get you happy. God's goal for you is to be holy. God's goal for you is to be Christ-like. And God has a big task because none of us are Christ-like completely. So he's constantly putting us in situations where our lives are being shaped. No one is perfect except Jesus himself. So the process will go on forever as long as you're on this earth. I heard of a pastor who once asked his congregation, he said, has anyone ever met a perfect person? And only one guy, old boy in the back, he raised his hand. And he said, you've met a perfect person? He says, well, I've never met him, but I've heard about him. And he said, well, who is he? And he says, it's my wife's first husband. (laughs) That was a joke, and I'll explain that to you later on, okay? (laughs) Jesus said these words. I got to tell you, have you ever read something Jesus said, and you just, I don't even want to hear that. I don't, Jesus, I don't even want to hear that. This is one of those verses, and you can look it up, Matthew 5, verse 48. Here's what it says. Jesus said to his followers, you need to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Have you ever thought about that verse, be perfect? That's what Christ calls us to be, is perfect. And again, I go back to my first statement, none of us are perfect. Well, if none of us are perfect... How do we become perfect? Well, God continues to put you in the washing machine, the turbulent machine, the storms and trials of life, because as you go through those trials and you stand your ground, you develop this thing called perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you will become mature, complete, not lacking anything, and you'll be just like His Son, Jesus Christ. That's it. And doesn't it make sense if you understand all that, that you can write joy over all your liabilities if you see the big picture? Isn't that possible? There are three words that are in your your outline that you need to know. Uh, One is the word salvation. One is the word sanctification. And the third word is the word what? Service. And you need to know all three of these words. All right, write this down quickly. Salvation is what God has done for you at Calvary. Something that God did for you. Sanctification is what God does in you. And that's really what we're talking about here today. The third word, service, is what God does through you. So God saves you, which he did that work on the cross through Jesus Christ, Then God begins to shape you and form you and sanctify you. It's that sanctification process. That's what we're looking at at this very moment. And I I just want you to know that this is a a lesson of a lifetime. If you could take this lesson and remember it the rest of your life, that God allows certain trials to come your way, to test your faith, to develop your faith, You have to learn how to endure, how to persevere, how not to run away from God, but to hold your ground and to remain your faith and your trust in God. 
And then through that, God begins to mature you. He begins to stretch you. He begins to grow your faith. And you become complete. You become Christ-like. And you, you lack nothing spiritually in your life. And your faith becomes a greater faith. And your trust becomes a greater trust. Someone noted that the oak tree is really an acorn that has matured. And then someone in response wrote these words, and when you are discouraged and feeling a little blue, take a look at the mighty oak tree and see what a nut can do. (laughs) Because that's what God's trying to turn you into is a mighty oak tree. And anytime you're in a trial, you just say, Lord, you have my attention. My heart, my eyes, my focus, my attention is on you. What is it that you're trying to teach me? What is it that you're trying to do in my life, shape me? What do you want me to become? How are you trying to stretch me? I'm yours. And when you do that, you can find joy in the midst of a trial. And as we close, as we prepare to close, the last word is the word receive. This is a prayerful heart. And I, I, I can't let you out of here till I talk about this. The biggest question that we normally have when we go through a trial, the most common question in the midst of a trial is the question, why? You've asked it a thousand times. Why me? Why now? Why this? Why? Why God? Why? That's the biggest question. And it's a blessing if you read James 1, verse 2, verse 3, and verse 4, and you understand the context of what the Bible's talking about being written to some people going through a severe trial that we have verse 5. And in the midst of talking about trials and joy and, and, and all this grow, growing and this stretching that's going on, verse 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you don't understand. All you have to do is ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. You can always look back and see what God was doing in your life. But when you're in the midst of it, you're unsure. And that's where faith comes in. That's where trust comes in. The very essence of prayer And getting down on your knees is trusting in your Heavenly Father that He knows best. I was on a flight from Indianapolis back here to Los Angeles, and the turbulence was severe. I've been in all kinds of planes and all kinds of turbulence, and I don't get scared very often, but I was scared. And right then the pilot came on, and he said, ladies and gentlemen, I... Just here to tell you that we're in the very best altitude that we can be. In other words, we're all thinking, can you go higher, go lower, get somewhere else? What is this killing us back here? He goes, uh, uh, this is the very best turbulence we could possibly be in right now. Did, Did that make us feel any better? No. And then he said this over the intercom. He goes, I've got some bad news and some good news. Bad news! What is that? And he said, 
The bad news is we're going to be in this turbulence for another 100 miles. And we're like, ah. And he said, the good news is, as fast as we're going, we'll be out of this thing in about 10 minutes. (laughs) The pilot's voice and the pilot's wisdom gave us perspective on the trial that we were enduring. And in the same way, when we say, hey, memorize the Scripture, read through God's Word, stop listening to the news, stop watching social media, start reading God's Word. When you listen to the voice of the pilot and you understand His promises and all the things that are in God's Word, let me tell you, it will give you a whole different perspective on the trials that you're going through this very moment. Write this down. Andre Crouch wrote this great song called Through It All. Through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to trust in God's Word. And in the third verse of that song, he said these words, If I'd never had a problem, then I wouldn't know that God could solve them. If I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for church. Thank you for the Word. James chapter 1, verses 2, 3, 4, and 5. Oh, there is so much wisdom there for us. God, you know, the Bible is... is, People think, well, that was a book written thousands of years. It is the most relevant book on the planet for what we're going through this very moment because God's word is eternal and God's principles are eternal God help us to look at our assets and our liabilities and realize that all the things that are good came from you and really all the trials that we're going through that we can have a joy a joy that is invincible a joy that is indestructible if our relationship with you, God, is where it should be. And I just ask you to bless every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. Bless every family. Bless every marriage. Bless every married person. Bless every single person. Bless every elderly person. Bless every child. God, may we rest in the truth of your word. And as we listen to your voice, may it give us perspective on everything we go through in this life, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash 
reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day. And the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled, the irresistible call to share your faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get Compelled, the irresistible call to share your faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.